one more turn. Episode 113, Second Chances. But she called me Manchild. Manchild! She wasn't the first person in her life to think it, I assure you. But she was the first person to say it. She was not, I assure you. To my face. Well, if you want to get technical. We run a technology consulting company, so yes, little bro, we get technical. We are technical. She said it to my face first. As strange as it still sounds, there is more than one she in our lives. And that's even when we exclude our mother. Who is she? Get technical about that. Aren't you going to help them out with what you told me on the drive over here? And interrupt the first scene they've had together in seven episodes? I think not. Did, did you just use a measure of my way of telling time, Nora? Remember what I told you about what you focus on and eluding me? Well, sure, that was how many episodes ago? Focus, Max, focus. Well, uh, speaking of uh, technical, I interrupted their first scene together in seven episodes when I asked if you were going to help them and... I suddenly find you that much more attractive. Now, if you would at last start booking four clients an hour instead of three, why I... Are you two done? done? So So sorry. sorry. Bella called me a man-child. The first time anyone, man or woman, said that to my face was Riley. How would Bella have come to use that term if she hadn't learned it from Riley? They knew each other and conspired with each other. For starters, a technical point. Riley said that to me when she pretended you weren't even in the room. Err. Second... Later on, Riley called you that in the presence of Gary, and he tells his daughter everything. Well, he used to tell his daughter everything. Um... Third, we're not privy to everything Bella may or may not have said or even written about you, us, anyone, and everyone since we met her. Don't go from being like Max and overthinking things... Hey, now. ...to not thinking about them enough. That's how we nearly let her destroy our relationship, Caleb. You're almost right about that, Carson. We nearly let ourselves destroy our relationship over her. Now you're talking. It's nice for us to be on the same page again and have a mature adult conversation. You bet. Bros before... And the moment has passed. But a new one has just begun, you two. Are you talking to my brother and I or Max and Nora? Well then, okay, you two, too. It seems that after Caleb tore his strip off of Gary, he started listening to conversations from Bella's office that he'd secretly recorded, just as she did to him. Uh, like father, like daughter, and oh, so many creepy ways. I now realize that my love for my daughter was blinding me to how she was using the values and lessons I taught her against me. Modly proud, but mostly infuriated. Carson, I'm dropping my lawsuit for damage to private property against you. I'm now grateful that's all you did to me when you came to my office that other day. That's decent of you, I suppose, but Hudson can still press assault charges against Carson for what he also did at your office the other day. I heard Riley tell you about my, uh, record of Bella's activities in her office. Father and me still reeling from some of the things I heard. I can get you a deal on some industrial strength brain bleach if you're interested. But the lawyer in me also recognized the dirt I had inadvertently gotten on Hudson. I saw his smile turn upside down in a flash when I played from just a small segment from one of the many recorded sessions while I visited him at Acme Smith. And I didn't even have to edit the damn thing for context. Why are you telling me this, Gary? What makes you think I want to hear any of this from you? 
Good news is rarely followed by the shooting of the messenger, but I'm tempted to make an exception. I, I invited him here. I was hoping, well, I am hoping that you and Caleb will forgive him just to say thank you for giving me. Acme Smith's executives received an anonymous copy of that same small segment. Yada, 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 they dropped the price point for their shares in their company to a level that slightly undervalues their current market worth. As I've been explaining this, I believe Riley has finished fulfilling the oh-so-sweet clause in the Doe contract that now gives her a controlling interest in the company. You would be correct. What I doubt either of you know is that before Manchild or even Shakespeare, Bella dated Hudson for a longer period still than all her other boyfriends combined. It seems a series of events over the past couple of months have driven her back into his arms. So... So, if Gary was as liberal with his dealings and conversations in his office as Bella was, she's got recordings to use against Gary for leverage to convince you, Riley, to not take over Acme Smith. So you can focus on what's most important in the moment. Yes, it's a case of mutually assured screwing, legally and, as Caleb has referred to it, the court of public opinion. Riley, can you call up Bella's Facebook page again and search for her latest posts about Acme Smith? Sure. What am I looking for? I think I'm on the same page again with Caleb here. You'll know it when you see it. Oh, no shit, Sherlock. Here it is. I, uh, hope you'll show the same restraint with me when it comes to shooting messengers, Carson. I'll crank up the volume of my phone so we can all hear this through the speaker. As Acme Smith's new chief technical officer, I'm pleased to announce the discovery of the missing audio behind the already infamous viral video featuring One More Turn Solutions founder and owner, Carson You-Know-Who. Our executive team is reviewing it now for what they will find most enlightening as it reveals the true intent behind the strange behavior we see Mr. You-Know-Who display on screen. In my new role as Acme Smith's primary legal consultant, I can further assure the great people of this town that these intentions and actions will have ramifications for a certain party. I am speaking, of course, of the party that bargained in bad faith when it convinced my company's executives to accept the terms of the Doe contract they awarded a short while ago. We will not be taking any questions at this time, but we will be holding an update conference tomorrow morning at... Like Twinkies and cockroaches, those two survive any apocalypse life throws at them. Those two have all but thrown down the gauntlet. You must strike back, hard and fast. With what? A comedy of errors? I've made my living out of making sense... And dollars. ...of people's lives, except perhaps my own. Now is a time when silence is golden. We can't solve this problem, and we can't ignore it, so we go around it. What do you want about, bro? Forgive me for saying this, but listen to the man-child. Court of law is supposed to reflect the court of public opinion. The court of public opinion, therefore, influences the court of law. Public opinion is driven by money, and the video game industry is big money. It's time to settle this conflict on the field of our choosing. Term-based strategy gaming. Not an ambiguous cliffhanger. Nothing ambiguous about it, Nora. While Max was teaching me the plays behind the games, you were teaching us about the players. Remember who you told me Max beat to face Caleb in the latter final? I think it's about time for a rematch. 
One More Turn. Written and created by Daniel Dan Q. Quick. Edited by Andrew Fuzzy Fractal 42 and Dark Cloud. Directed and produced by Daniel Dan Q. Quick. Episode 113 Second Chances. Characters in order of appearance. Caleb voiced by Michael, Uber Mark Lark, Bryant, Carson voiced by Scott, Alpha Shard, Dirk, Max voiced by Dark Cloud, Nora voiced by Heather, Pawprint 42, Moots, Riley voiced by Stephanie, Mac Alua, Gary voiced by Christopher, Blauer Fackle, Ryder, Hudson voiced by Daniel, Dan Q, Quick, Bella voiced by Annalie, Cardamandua, Barney. Sounds courtesy freesound.org. Music by Kevin McLeod. Visit the official One More Turn website at onemoreturn.net. Copyright Civilized Communication at civcom.net. One More Turn. Season 1